Section 12 of Modern Russian Poetry, an Anthology. Selected and translated by Bebet Deutsch and Avram Yarmolinsky. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kevin Davidson. Andrei Bieli, pseudonym of Boris Bugayev, born 1880. Reared in a professional atmosphere in which science was the major element, Boris Bugayev, better known under his pseudonym of Andrei Bieli, has lived a double life as artist and analyst. The artist was engrossed in problems of form. He created an interesting experimental genre, which he called symphony, with cadenced prose, verbal instrumentation, and musical development of themes. The analyst, on his part, used mathematical formulae on the poet's fine frenzy, inaugurating a science of rhythmics, at least for the Russians. Yet Bieli is no aesthete, but a mystic, who gropes towards the light of Christ, the timeless taper, and who lives by the uncertain hope of the ineffable coming. The metaphysical conflict is constantly invading the field of his poetic endeavor, until his lyrics become the battle-cries of his spiritual tourneys. He is responsible for more theorizing about symbolism than anyone else, but characteristically enough, he erects this nebula into a Weltanschauung and almost into an ethics. His poetry is rarefied and difficult. Its delicate imagery is but an overtone of a resonant spiritual note. His poems have an esoteric quality, which is also evidenced in his two famous novels, The Silver Dove and Petersburg. Through both moves a curious counterpoint of the apocalyptic and the homely, muffled by theosophic speculation. The proletarian revolution elicited from Bieli a cycle of poems suggestively entitled Christ is Risen. Herein he envisions Russia, of which he once despaired, as the new Nazareth. Quite recently he completed the first part of a monumental epic planned for ten volumes. Messengers In fields hopeless and dumb droops the pale-bladed grain. It is dozing and numb amid dreams that are vain. With a high, sudden hum, the field tosses its mane. Unto us Christ is come. The wild news shakes the plain like a wind-beaten drum, shouts the quivering grain. The bells ring soft and slow. There is clamor and pain in the church, and a low voice is lifted again that reiterates woe to the poor folk and plain are brought candles aglow christ is coming again but with voices of woe they file doorward in pain euthanasia the shining and ponderous goblet i empty the earth drops below me all things sink away I am treading cold space, the vast void, the dim ether, but distant in ancient space looming, my glimmering goblet, the sun. I look, far below me are lying the rivers, the forests, the valleys, estranged in the vanishing distance. 
a cloud blowing fog on my eyelids trails gossamer gold in its going the flickering landscape is burning its last midday stars newly kindled look into my soul sparkling welcome with radiance silently streaming the end of long wanderings brother lies here in your motherland welcome slow hour upon hour in procession slow centuries smiling pass onward in ancient space proudly i lift it my glimmering goblet the sun you sit on the bed there opening poem of the funeral mass cycle you sit on the bed there in the sun sets full crimson pillows crumpled looking distracted what troubles you oh swept by transparent gold cataracts the fir tree tops loom athwart the sky's blue orphaned alone i shall languish through summery twilights and winter nights there are new flights but try them i dare not oh do not die oh above the pines i float off into ether seas who there what there swathes the sky with whitenesses as with vestments of silver victor hoffman eighteen eighty two to nineteen eleven hoffman has to his credit some short stories and two books of lyrics the second of which appeared two years before his suicide in paris still was the evening still was the evening of the ball the summer ball with dancers wending where ancient linden shadows fall upon the river steeply bending where in the trees the breezes breathe and willows droop like drowsy dreamers where it seemed beautiful to wreathe the lanterns and the colored streamers a languorous waltz of slow retreatings a waltz that singing hardly sounded and many faces many meetings soft clouds like women's shoulders rounded the river looked like a sculptured stream serenely the whole heaven holding affluent and enchanted dream of joyous miracles unfolding a crimson mantle golden bright upon the clouds the sun was flinging the dream-swept waltz was drowned in light and calling through the dusk and singing a languorous waltz beside the river and many meetings many faces and near cheeks warmth and lovely quiver where eyelash with curved eyelash laces vasily bashkin circa eighteen eighty to nineteen o nine in his prose bashkin chronicled the career of russia's radical intellectuals and as a poet he acted the part of a tame tertius in the camp of the revolution he was cut off by tuberculosis early in life upon the black brow of a cliff upon the black brow of a cliff where no life ever stirred alighted strong hoary winged eagles grave bird upon bird they whetted their claws on the stones sitting massive and grum and loudly they called on their lately fledged comrades to come slow measured and heavy the beat of their wings on the skies assuageless the rage that tempestuous burned in their eyes 
and each newly come they acclaimed with the pride of the peer hail comrade delay not the days we have longed for are near sergey gorodetsky this rather uneven and sometimes slovenly poet worshipped at many shrines he was a lyric myth-maker with ivanov a symbolist with bloch an advocate of several fashionable doctrines including mystical anarchy and mystical realism at the head of the guild of poets which was formed shortly before the war gorodetsky attacked symbolism with johnsonian zeal in the name of the acmeist faith in realities the poet became a jingo patriot when russia entered the war and later was as vociferously allied to the bolsheviks as he had been to his czar his best work is informed with spirited spontaneity the poetic restoration of the obscure russian paganism and a few lyrics carrying the dancing lilt of the folk-song form his chief contribution. Yarilla First to sharpen the axe-flint they bent, On the green they had gathered unpent, They had gathered beneath the green tent, There where whitens a pale tree-trunk naked, There where whitens a pale linden-trunk, By the linden-tree, by the young linden, by the linden tree by the young linden the linden trunk white and naked at the fore shaggy lean hoar of head moves the wizard as old as his runes he has lived over two thousand moons and the axe he inhumed from the far lakes he loomed long ago it is his at the trunk the first blow and two priestesses in their tenth spring to the old one they bring in their eyes terror lies like the trunk their young bodies are bright their wan white has she only the tender young linden one he took one he led to the trunk roughly wed a white bride and the axe rose and hissed and a voice was upraised and then died thus the first blow was dealt to the trunk others followed him others appraised that age-old bloody axe that keen flint-bladed axe the flesh once the tree twice fiercely cleaving and the trunk reddened fast and it took on a face lo this notch is a nose this an eye for the nonce the flesh once the trunk twice till all reddened the rise and the grass crimsoned deep on the sod in the red stains there lies a new god the birch tree upon an amber day i loved you first when summoned by the radiant azure from every grateful twig there burst sweet indolence in dripping measure your whitely shining body gleamed as white as heady foam on lakes unfolding gay laughing lil drew out the bright black hair its beauty lightly holding himself the god yarilla crowned your hair with garlands green in gorgeous pleasure and flung it plaited to the air green glory tossed upon the azure
Anna Akhmatova. Anna Akhmatova was at one time identified with the Acmeist group, which represented a reaction against symbolism. The work of this talented lyricist is notable for its classic tendency and the insistence on purely personal themes. Her tenuous verse delights in a sophisticated simplicity. The first of her four slender volumes appeared in 1912. Like a White Stone Like a white stone deep in a draw-well lying, As hard and clear a memory lies in me, I cannot strive, nor have I heart for striving. It is such pain, and yet such ecstasy. It seems to me that someone looking closely into my eyes would see it, patent, pale, and seeing would grow sadder and more thoughtful than one who listens to a bitter tale. The ancient gods changed men to things, but left them a consciousness that smoldered endlessly, that splendid sorrows might endure forever, and you are changed into a memory. Confession From my poor sins I am set free. In lilac dusk the taper smolders, the dark stole's rigid drapery conceals a massive head and shoulders. Talitha Kumi, it is he, once more. How fast the heart is beating, a touch, a hand moves absently, the customary cross repeating. Broad Gold, The Evening Broad gold the evening colors grow, the April air is cool and tender. You should have come ten years ago, and yet in welcome I surrender. Come here, sit closer in our nook, and turn gray eyes at what my nurses might never glimpse, the blue-bound book that holds my awkward childish verses. Forgive me that I did not look sunward with joy, but dwelt with sorrow, Forgive me all whom I mistook, for you, oblivious of the morrow. Prayer Give me comfortless seasons of sickness, visitations of wrath and of wrong. On my house, Lord, take child and companion, and destroy the sweet power of song. Thus I pray, at each matins, each vespers, after these many wearying days, that the storm-cloud which broods over Russia may be changed to a nimbus ablaze. End of section 12. Recording by Kevin Davidson. www.blogordie.com.